There is a very famous Gemara and Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos breaks down the mitzvah of Adlokas Neiris into three classes. There is the first, most basic kiem of the mitzvah, which is Neri Shubesai. Every single home has one candle or one light, and that is the basic mitzvah. Mitzvah Ner Chanukah, Ner Ishu Beisai, Vamahadrin, if you want to be Mahadr in the Ner Chanukah, it's Ner Lachal Echad Ve'echad. Then you're lighting one candle for every single individual in the house. That means if I have five people in my house, I light five candles. That's the Hidr Mitzvah. Vamahadrin, Minah Mahadrin, and if I'm Mahadr Minah Mahadr, I do the extra special Hidr Mitzvah. Now we have a Machlegis Beisham and Beisola, Beishama Emrim Yaim Rishain, Madlik Shmaina. The first night you light eight candles, Mikan Veilach Pechas Vahailech, Ubeisola Emrim Yaim Rishain, Madlik Achas, Mikan Veilach Maisa Vahailech. It's Machlegis Beisham Beisola, whether you go down from eight on the first night to one on the last night, or do you go up? From one to eight, that's the Shita Beisil, who we paskin like, and those are the three um, steps of Ner Chanukah, the three levels of Kiyam HaMitzvah of Ner Chanukah. And there's a very big Machlegas Rishayin in what this Gemara means. Taisa says that the Pshat in this Gemara is that what you should do is the first step of Beishamim Beisel, the, the last of Beishamim Beiselel, that's going on Ner Ishu Beisai. Meaning, it's not built upon this, the middle step. The middle step, again, is just one candle for every person in the house. What's Mahadrin Mina Mahadrin? Beishamim says you go from eight down to one, and Beisel says you go from one up to eight. But is that a separate thing, or is that built on top of the Mahadran. So Taisa says that, no, you just, the Mahadran is five people. If I have five candles, if I have five people in the house, I light five candles on, um, to show how many um, people there are in my house, regardless of what night it is. Every night is five, five, five. And the Mahadran, Minna Mahadran would say what? That on the first night, just one, I don't care if you have five people, you have ten people, doesn't matter, you light one candle, on the second night, two candles, because the, the tiny that Titus has is that if you have, let's say, five people in the house, and it's the second night of Hanukkah, and I put ten candles out, then how is the person outside looking in, or even for the people inside looking at the Menorah, how are they supposed to know what night of Hanukkah it is? It's confusing. So Titus says, no. Mahadrim and Mahadrim says, one night is either eight or one second night, either two or seven, but it's that can't, that amount, regardless of how many people in the house you have. That's Taisa Shita. The Ramam says no. The Ramam says that Mahadrin is one candle every night across the board. Mahadrin, that's, that's the Mikra Adin. Mahadrin is what? It's based on the number of people in your house. So again, if I have five people in my house then I have five candles every single night. And then the Mahadrin Minah Mahadrin is, you have to take out your multiplication chart, and whatever amount of people you have times that night, 
That's what you light. So if I have five people in my house, the Ram actually says, okay, so I have ten people in my, in my house, so that's an easier mathematical equation. Ten times one is ten. He says the first night you'd light ten candles. And on the last night I would light how many candles? Eighty candles. Who lights those eighty candles? So the Rambam says that the Balabayas is the one that lights all of the candles. He says, until the last night it's not 80, but I'm the one, if I'm the head of the household, I'm the guy that lights all the candles for everybody uh, in the house. Not, not like we have, you know, in, so, so it comes along the Ramah, not the Ramah, who people say holds like the Rambam, but with a twist, what does the Ramah say? Every individual in the household, Mahajim and Amahajim, every individual lights their own nearest. So let's take the Ramam's case. I have ten people in my house. I have ten separate Menairas. I light the one Menaira, and my son lights another Menaira, and my, my, my daughter lights another, whatever. Every, as every person in the house has their own Menaira, and they all light their own individual lights. Now, it will be 80 candles. It will be 80 candles. It's not going to be eight candles on the last night. It'll be 80 but it's a separate count. It's instead of saying that I, as the Balabayas, like the Ramam holds, I light Mahajim and Halajim, all the 80 candles by myself, instead, the Ramah, who sort of seems to borrow some of the sheet of the, of the Rambam, in his understanding of Mahajim and Amahajim being the, a build up on top of the Mahajim, meaning it's not just narrow, it's not one, two, three, it's 10, 20, 30, because he's building up the Mahajim and Amajim on top of the Mahajim, as opposed to the Isis that says it's a separate din. It's, there's Mahajim is five, ten, ten, ten on every night, and the um, Mahajim and Amahajim is just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Meaning it's totally like, it doesn't really, it's not built on top of the other. It's not like you have a pyramid and it goes one on top of another. It's separate din and Mahajim and Mahajim and Amajim. So the Ramah argues with the Rambam, in a sense. He sort of sides with them in that the amount of candles are the same. But he says that what? Every single person in the house gets their own set of candles to light. So when I'm done with my menorah, I pass the shamash over to you, and you light your menorah, you light your menorah, b'chulei. By the way, the, this shir is dedicated to Zechon Nishmas, Mr. Weichselbem's mother, whose yard site is this evening, Golda Chana. So, the, the Mechaber, rather, Paskins, like who? He Paskins like Tysus. He says that even if there are many, ten people in the household, twenty, it doesn't matter, on the, on, you light one, two, three. Like who? Like Tysus, which is an anomaly. Why is it an anomaly? Very good. Tysus Ashkenazi. He's going like who? He's going, um, the Mechaber is going, who's a Sfaradi, is going like the Taisis, which is Ash, who's Ashkenazi. The Ramah, who's Ashkenazi, is going like the Rambam, in a way, who's Sfaradi. That's just an interesting thing that the Prichadosh points out. Well, the Ramah, the Ramah doesn't really go with the Rambam. It's more like he's trying to be like 
he really passes like Tosos, and, and the reason that he doesn't go fully like the Rambam is because he's trying to be Yotze both. That's why he does Okay, the very good. Okay, good, good, good. Fine. That's, that is a way that some people uh, understand the Shita of the Ramah, that he's sort of combining Tysus and, and, uh, and the Ramam together. Very good. The Briskarov doesn't really learn that way, though. The Briskarov says that really the Rambam and, Tais- and the Rambam and the Ramah are saying the same thing. The Rambam and the Ramah are saying the same thing. If that's the case, says the Briskarov, what's the Machlaikas based on? Why would the Rambam say that I have the candle in my hand and I just keep lighting? Everyone is like polishing to light their own I Nope, I got the candle. Everybody watch me do it. And the Ramah says, no, you got to pass the candle, drop the candle, give it to somebody else, share a little bit, let everybody have their own manure. What's the, what's the site of the Smachlaikas? So this is a very famous Briskarov. And the Briskarov basically says that we have to know another Machlaikas um, between the Rambam and the Ramah elsewhere. Also, Benagaya, the topic of Hidr Mitzvah, but on a different, different type of Hidr Mitzvah. What's the Mitzvah? Mila. There's a Mitzvah of Mila. Okay? What? More times than one. <laughs> More times than one. So, we'll get to it. So, there's a, the Mitzvah of Mila is obviously to cut off the, the Arla. Okay? So, so, there's something additional to, that sometimes happens if you're a male. I don't know exactly anatomically how this happens, but there's something called tzitzin she'enam akvenes hamilo, which means that there are sort of like threads, like, like, like little pieces of skin, that after you cut off the, 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 the arl of, of the, of the, um, of the, uh, of the makamila, there's still is some, some skin tags or whatever that remain. And so what do you do with those uh, now, let's say you, you realize only afterwards, like the male comes the next day and looks at the baby as he sometimes does to make sure everything is right. I didn't, I didn't take off those seats. And I, now, to get rid of those seats in a makvinesa mila is really a hidr mitzvah. You don't need to. It's not makiv the mitzvah. It's not makiv. If you have those the rest of your life, you're yay to the mitzvah of mila. But it doesn't look so nice. So it's a hidr mitzvah to get rid of those seats in a makvinesa mila. Now, what do you do if you find it the next day or maybe 10 minutes later? What do you do? Do you have to go back and cut it off or not? So the Rambam says that once you're a parish from the mitzvah of Milah, there's absolutely no obligation to go and cut off those seats in a shein You don't have to do it. It's fine. Leave it. You don't have to. You want it because sometimes you do whatever you want. But if you think that you're getting the mitzvah of hidr mitzvah, the hidr mitzvah of cutting that off, you can't. It's, it, you don't have to. Don't go back. The Ramah. Oh. So the Ramah says, no, you do go. Even if it's later, even though you already put away your knife and everything was uh, cleaned up or whatever, you go back and you take care of it. Now, what's the Nakuda Samachlegis? What are they arguing about, the Ram and the Ramah? So the Briskarov says that the Pshat and the Machlegis is do you look at Hidr Mitzvah as being part and parcel of the Etzah Mitzvah? Meaning, I have a Mitzvah to do. The Hidr Mitzvah is not a separate attachment to the, mila, to, to the, to the Mitzvah. The Hidr Mitzvah becomes, it has to be a part of the Mitzvah. 
as I'm doing the mitzvah, I have to be mahader in the mitzvah. I have to like put icing on the cake while there's the cake in front of me. I can't wait and then expect the next day to put some icing on some phantom cake. It has to go together. The hidr mitzvah, the beautifying of the mitzvah, has to be at the same time as the mitzvah because it's, it has to be part of the ma'isa mitzvah. It's not a separate din. It's not that I have a mitzvah. And then separately there's a din of hidr mitzvah. Hidr mitzvah is only valuable b'shas the mitzvah. It only has beauty if you're beautifying the actual mitzvah. If the mitzvah is done, so you, you, you missed the boat. You didn't do the hidr mitzvah. You can't make up for that. That's the machlaikah, says the briskarah, between the Rambam and the Ramah. The Rambam who says that once the Mila has been done, you forgot the Mila. forget about it. You don't, have to, don't do it. Why? Because that's not a Hidr Mitzvah anymore. There's no Hidr Mitzvah. Once you did the, the Mitzvah of Mila, and now you put your knife away, and you wrapped the, you know, the babies already in a, in a diaper, and you already had your bagel, there's no point in coming back and doing, uh, doing Hidr Mitzvah, because once the Hidr Mitzvah has been divorced from the Maisa Mitzvah, there's no more Hidr Mitzvah. That's the sheet of the Rambam. The Rambam says, no, go ahead, cut it off, and that's Hidr Mitzvah. Hidr Mitzvah is a separate thing. There's the Mitzvah, you got the Mitzvah, you got a check for the Mitzvah, but you didn't get a check yet for Hidr Mitzvah. Now you can do a Hidr Mitzvah even separately. Who says that they have to be together? Based on this, says the Rizkarov, now we understand the Machlekes, by Ner Chanukah, the Machlech is between the Rambam and the Ramah. The Ramah really holds like the Rambam. That really, in theory, I want to get all, the Mahadrim and Amahadrim um, has to be each, each and every person in the household times one per night, one extra per night times the, mitzvah, the amount of people in the household. But the, the whole Machlech is between the Rambam and the Ramah and how to execute that 80 on last night, those 80 candles, as the Rambam puts it. So, according to the Rambam, what's the, everyone agrees that the basic mitzvah is what? Neri Shabbat. One. If I do only one every night, I'm fine. Very happy with one every night. Just as a din, for whatever reason, Hanukkah, or Mahadrin, Mahadrin, Minah Mahadrin, but that's all Hidr Mitzvah. Anything over one is all Begadr Hidr Mitzvah. So, according to the Rambam, I have to, once I have the candle in my hand and I'm doing one, i got to continue to be mamshich the mitzvah. i got to keep on going until I get to 80. I can't stop. Because once I, I, I pass the candle over to somebody else, now the hidr mitzvah has been cut, has been severed from the actual maisa mitzvah. You might as well just put out the candle. The mitzvah is done. So the Rambam says that in order for me to fully be Mekayim, the whole Din of Mahadrin, Minah Mahadrin, the Hidr Mitzvah, it has to be without any cessation from the Maisa Mitzvah. So if I'm the one that lit one, I have to continue until I get up to 80, or else there is a hefzik in the between the Mitzvah and the, the Hidr Mitzvah, that, ain't, that doesn't work. But according to the Ramah, the Ramah says, yes it does, Hidr Mitzvah can have a wedge-driven uh, from the Maisa Mitzvah to the Hidr Mitzvah, so then he says, so let everybody else, just like the Gemara seems to say this, everyone gets their, their representation in the house, and every night, let everybody take their own menorah, light their own hadlaka, even though everybody were yaitzeh with my first candle, because it's neri shubesai, but you have the right, everyone else is doing it, but gather hidr mitzvah, and hidr mitzvah could be separated from the etzah mitzvah. Um. 
Yeah, it's yes. He says the same thing. The lashon, the actual lashon of the Rambam is that mahadr es hamitzvah madlik neiros kminin anshia bias neir lochal echad veechad bein anoshim bein noshim. That means that he himself is the one lighting. That's the same idea. You have to continuously anything over one has to. It's my responsibility to light for every single person in the household. And does the Ramah say the opposite? That what each person lights one? Yes. Yes. Okay. That is the way the Briskarav famously explains this very important machlekes between the Ram and the Ramah. I want to just add the derech machshava. Not, uh, not, the briskarav is more halachically oriented. I'm just trying to give a little bit more of a machshava idea behind why the Ramam would hold such a strange thing that I have to light for every single person in the house. Pashas the Rama, the Rama makes a lot of sense. Let everybody light, like you said, you could be Mistar of Taisa's sheet uh, together with, uh, with the Rama, with, together with the, the, the Pashas and the Gemara, is that everybody would probably get to light on his own. Who says that it has to be... Now, the simple shot in the Rambam, where the Rambam is coming from, is because the Gemara says that the mitzvah ner Hanukkah is mitzvah ner ishu beisai, meaning that, that it's my responsibility on behalf of my whole household to represent them. So all this talk in the Gemara about Ikar din and Mahadra, Mahadra, Minah Mahadrin is really all built on the fact that it's ner ishu beisai, that it's the, the household head's responsibility to light the nera. So therefore, that's Pashtas, the Svara of the Rambam, where he gets this... From, I mean, and according with the with the Riskarov's understanding of the Ramam, that there is a logic behind the fact that the Balabais is lighting on behalf of everybody because more than one is either mitzvah and it all has to be together. But just Bidarach Machshav, I wanted to say as follows that we know that Chanukah is named Chanukah because of the word Chinuch. Chinuch is Education, it means to train, it means to uh, the very first time that you inaugurate something. But everybody agrees that the mitzvah of chinuch is a very important part of the yantav of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is something that's very family-oriented. You're, it's ner ishu beisai. The Gemara says, haragel b'ner, if you light Neiris, Rashi says Neir Shabbos, but Neir Chanukah, the simple pshat in the Gemara, I mean, it's found in the, in the Sugi of Chanukah, Pashas, if you ruggle in Neiris Chanukah, what does the Gemara say? You're going to have children there, it seems that there is a very important element of Chinuch involved in the Hadlakas Neiris of Chanukah. And we know the number one you cite, you probably heard it a thousand times, and you probably know it inherently if you have children, is that the number one you cite of Chinuch is that it's not what you teach, it's what you do. Meaning the greatest way of educating other people is by, by example. For example, if I'm sitting with my kid in shul, and I keep shushing him, but then I go and talk to my neighbor in shul, so I'm not... I've never seen that happen, and present company excluded. Um, you know, then, uh, then it's, it's baloney chinuch. That's not chinuch. Chinuch is not telling my child to be quiet only to talk myself, because then it means nothing. It doesn't mean to tell my child to learn, uh, and then I never learn. 
doesn't mean telling my child to take a little bit of an esther and I don't take one myself. You have to talk the talk and you have to walk the walk. And if and the kids notice everything. And if you're not doing it, then that's not the greatest form of chinuch is my children observing what I'm doing and wanting to follow me because I'm their father. I once had a aura that the, the, the letters of the word chinuch are the same letters as the words neichach. What does neichach mean? Like in front of, like neichach pnei Hashem, in front of, in front of. Neichach means opposite, it means like in the same, in front of, when I'm present. Because that's what chinuch is. Chinuch is what I do when in the presence of my children. When I do when my kids are observing me, that's the main chinuch. There's a, a great vart from the Nachal Eliyahu. It says in the Pasuk in Shema, V'limadetem es b'neichem l'dabarbam. It sounds like what? You should teach your children, Belashen Rabim, V'limadetem. You should teach them. And then it ends, Belashen Yachid, when you sit in your in your house, what, you know it's talking. It's addressing. You should teach them when you, in the singular, are sitting in your house. So he says that the Torah is explaining that chinuch starts with chinuch meaning when will you be able to mechanech your children ulimadetam. That's only if you yourself are an example. If you're sitting in your house and you're learning and your kids see that you're learning, then then that will be a successful way of them being taught. But it starts with you. When you are sitting in your house learning, then they will be taught. You know, there's a, that Gemara that I just quoted in Shabbos about um, if a person is ragel benair, you'll have children at tamidah chachamim. If you if you light neiras Hanukkah, you will have. Or and Rashi says really shab neir Shabbos and Hanukkah, you'll have banim tamidah. How does that work? Is it a magical school that you know, like the women go like this and they do some voodoo, and and then your kids become rebchaim uh, kanievsky? How does that? How exactly does that happen? By lighting candles. How does that work, that it, it, it translates into you? I, I don't know if I told you this. I once asked Rabbi Kraus from, from Arachayim, um, you know, why does Umar speak about that if I'm Ruggel B'nai, if I light Shabbos candles, I light Hanukkah candles, you know, my children will be Tamil Chalman. And Rashi says, because Kinar Mitzvah, the Tyra are. So when you, the candles have a Shaykh as the Tyra. Okay, so why don't I become a Tamil Chacham? Uh, don't get me wrong, I like my, I'd like my kids to be a Tamil Chacham also, but I want to be a Tamil Chacham first. So why doesn't the Gemara say Ragav Neir having who Tamachacham? You'll be a Tamachacham. Is that a good question? So Rabbi Kras the Chayyim Lebracha he answered me as follows. He said, "Schoolists work for your children. If you you know you light candles and you you know you say Tfilah by the candles, your kids perhaps will be a Tamachacham. But for you to be a Tamachacham, there's no tricks, no schools. You know you be a Tamachacham." Sit down and you learn. It's the only way to be a Tamil There's no shortcuts. Can't take yet a pill, you can't put a flash drive in your you know in your veins yet. I'm sure it might be coming soon. Maybe next Hanukkah we'll get that as a present. You know, to download Shas, you know, forget about Shas Pod, you get Shas right in your veins and you'll you'll be Rukhaim Kanievsky. But until that happens, 
There's one way of being a Tamil that's sitting and learning. You can't say, oh, but I lit candles, why am I not a Tamil Chacham? No, you have to learn. For your kids, you know, that might be the right environment for them to... So, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman, who was famous for All for the Boss. So, did everyone, anyone read All for the Boss? That was like the first real, like, biography, English biography that was very, very good. Um, so, it was about this man, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman, who was... He was sort of a balabayas, if you can call him that. He was a fur, he dealt in fur. He lived in the Lower East Side back in the early 1900s in America when very little was going on. And he really was, in a certain way, a pioneer in American Judaism. Like, he really, he fought a lot of the fights that, you know, we take for granted today that, you know, let's say, by shuls there's no uh, mixed dancing, by, by simchas, and there's no, uh, you know, certain, certain things like that. But it wasn't always that way. I mean, I remember even when I was a kid, and you know, in, in bar mitzvahs, so the kids in my class, many of them had mixed dancing. And uh, and in the early 1900s, it was like a given. No matter what show, that was like a, that was a double bashu that there was mixed dancing. And Rabbi Yaakov went, and he made bizyinus out of himself. He was literally thrown out of shul. But he went up, he found out, like let's say, a local shul was having a dinner, and Saturday night there was going to be a mixed dance. Uh, and, you know. He would get up and start screaming from the podium how it's Asr, and, and they would literally take him by the collar and chuck him out of shul. But he was the, uh, he would walk on, crazy stories, he was a tzaddik Amr. He was a rabbi of Rechaim Pinchas Scheinberg, and he was, uh, um, you know, he, he was a tremendous, tremendous Adam Gadol. You have to read the book, he was very close to the Rosh Bear, and other Gedalim that came from Europe to fundraise, they all stayed by his house, tremendous Mach Nesayrach. But he says a great bar in this Gemara. He says that, how does it happen? I light Shabbos candles and poof, my son is a Tamil Chacham. How does that happen? First of all, we, we all light Shabbos candles and now many of our kids are doing the Chacham. So, he says like this, you know what it means, Rashi says, Ner Shabbos. He says, let's say, imagine the scene. He says, Friday night, you finish eating the Suda, sings Miris, you bench, and then, uh, you know, you have a five-year-old son, and he goes up to bed to sleep. And, um, and you continue learning. You take out a Gemari, you take out a Mishnah Buri, you take out a, a Mekrais Kedailas, you sit by your Shabbos table, and you're learning Lara Ner. The Shabbos candles are burning, and beautiful scene. Father's sitting, learning Lara Ner, and he's learning one hour, he's learning two hours, he's learning three hours, and he's, you know, his face is aglow, from learning, and his son wakes up, little five-year-old boy wakes up, and he's thirsty, he wants to go downstairs to get a drink of water. And he comes downstairs, and as he's coming down the stairs, he looks at the dining room table, he sees the whole room is dark, but there's a Shabbos light, and his father is sitting with Amelis learning by his Gemara. He says, is it possible for that child not to want to be a Tamar Chacham? He says, not a school you see your father doing something, you want to do it. You see your father learning, you want to do it. You see your father being a doctor, you want to be a doctor. You see your father being a lawyer, you want to. You see your father being medoptic in his benching and his davening and his in his lulav and esrig and his tefillin and his talus and his uh, and his uh, tzedakah. That's exactly what the child wants to do. But the father doing it, you know how you teach your kids. When you sit in the house alone, not with your kids. Not when you're tutoring your kids and you're teaching your kids and you're, you're screaming at them for, for spacing out. When you sit alone 
in your home, on your dining room table, Friday night, by the Aranair, Arago Bener, then your kids will be a Talmud Chacham, because they want to be like you. And if they see that you're genuine in what you're doing, then it will, by osmosis, spread that desire, that chukah, to want to do it, if they see that you're not, so you're not learning, you're not interested, you're not, you have no interest, but you're just screaming at them all day, they have to get Alex and Shearer, then it's baloney, they're not interested, they're not buying it. I once saw a great story about, there was like a, uh, a guy who came to a Dafyemi Shir. And the Dafyemi Shir, you know, sometimes the Dafyemi Shirs are early in the morning, and then sometimes they're very late at night. And early in the morning, I think, is easier. I, I give my Daf at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's Geschmack, you're awake, you're, you know, you could use a coffee maybe, but you're awake. But late at night, you know, imagine giving a dafyami shir at like 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. It's very hard for people. To, but they try. There was one guy who came to a dafyami shir, wherever it was, and, and he was a truck driver. He worked very hard. He was exhausted. He comes back at the, the end of the day, the last thing. But he comes to shir, and as soon as the magad shir starts saying the first word of the daf, boom, his head hits the, the gemara, and he starts snoring really loud. Like, really loud. And, you know, obviously it was very annoying for the Maggot Shear. It was very annoying for the, all the people in the Shear. They didn't know what to do. What's the delicate, you know, politically correct way of telling the guy, please don't come back? Right, so it was the first night he did it, the second night he did it, the third night he did it. Finally, it was driving everybody crazy, and they really, you know, had to, uh, you know, sit around and come up with a battle plan how to stop this, this you know, this from taking place. The so Magad Shir goes over and he says, listen, you know, we love having people come to the Dafyemi, but what are you coming for? I mean, you don't understand the word that I'm saying. As soon as you're exhausted, stay home, say Kriya Shema with Amapil and go to sleep. Like, what, are you, what's, what's your, what, are you, what are you doing this for? What, what are you accomplishing? So he said, I understand what you're saying, and you're a thousand percent right. He says, but you know what I am accomplishing? He says, they see my children are home. They see that their father is exhausted after a whole day of driving a truck throughout the congested streets of New York. The last thing in the world I want to do is go back outside in the cold, looking for parking, sitting by a shear for an hour. I'm exhausted. I want to crawl into bed and just go to sleep. But I want my children to understand the chashivas of Tyra. So I know that I'm going to come and I'm going to fall asleep on the Gemara, and you'll be mindful of me. If I'm snoring, I apologize. But it's not, I'm not here for me, I'm here for my children. I go out and I make a big deal of night, Kindalach, I'm going to the Dafyai Mishir. And my kids understand inherently the Messiris Nefesh that I have for Tyra, and hopefully that will bear fruits that they will someday want to be Tavin Chacham themselves. That's Chinuch. Chinuch is, and that's the Yantav of Chanukah. Chanukah is the time of Chinuch, and it's the time that we understand this lesson well. It's the Ner Ishu The father is not preaching at the kids and telling the kids, do this and do that. The father has to show by example what to do. And so, and this is, by the way, a Shita which is unique to the Rambam, this Shita in Chinuch. Where do we find this in the Rambam's halachas. Think about it for a second. Where do you find that the Rambam holds that the main chinuch is by demonstration, not by preaching? The Rambam writes in 
the halachas of Chometz Matzah Pesach by Agado, we have the girsa of Chayv Adam Liroyes Es Atzma Kilo Hu Yatzim Mitzrayim. You have to see yourself as if you left Mitzrayim. Right? We say that in Agado. You have to like think in your mind, right? I left Egypt. My son who hates Misham. The Rambam says as a hey, Chayv Adam Laharis Es Atzma Kilo Hu Yatzim Mitzrayim. Ram says you have your kindleach sitting around the table. It's a night of Yigadol of You have to show, you have to demonstrate to them that you left Egypt. If you're not into it, if you're like just saying, all right, let's all say together that we left Egypt and ho-hum, you know, that's not chinuch. Chinuch is laharis. That's why, by the way, the Sephardim, they dramatize it. The, the Balabayas goes and he comes in with a, a sack with a pillowcase with a jewelry in it, with, with silver and gold in it, and he comes in and he says, B'dechilu yatsan mitzrayim, you know, we, we left, with, in haste we left Egypt. They play it out. The Kindalach are looking and they're like, wow, this is interesting. This is, this is drama. This is theater. Dinner theater. Ashkenazim, we just sit around the table and we just basically, you know, want to get to the Shulchan Aruch already. But, but Sardim, they, they make gishmak. They do, uh, you know, a lot of people, they buy these, uh, these, these sets, you know, they throw frogs around, they throw, uh, you know, ping pong balls around, they make a lebedic. Because that's how you get kids into. Kids want to see real life demonstration. They want to see show and tell. The Ram is saying this is how you do it. The Ram added that. The Gemara doesn't have that gear. So the Gemara says lyrics. Ram says, no, no, my sheet and chinuch is laharis. If you're not showing it, if you're not dramatized, you're not, you're not by example doing something that the kids are observing interestedly, then you ain't being mekaimzin and vigatul avincha. The kids are not interested in just preaching. If you're just saying the Haggadah, that's not, that's not, that's not the mitzvah salayla. The mitzvah salayla is laharis. You have to show. You have to show the children what you're doing, and memela, they are going to follow suit on their own. So based on this, what I wanted to say was that that's the reason maybe that the Ramam says that by Chanukah, there is Shubesai, the Balabayas takes the candle in hand and he lights all 80 candles, all 80 of them. And the kids are, hey, Tom, what about me? No, no, no. I don't, right now it's not about you. It's about you watching me. Neichach, you're standing, all, all eyes are on me, and I'm showing you how to be madlik the neiris. I'm showing you how kiner mitzvah are. I'm showing you how haragel b'ner havin le'banim tamidachacham. You know you're going to be a tamachacham by watching me light the candles, be madlik the tarish of Alpeh, which the manera represents. Kiner mitzvah are. You watch me do it, that's how you're going to, that's chinuch. That's what chinuch is. Ram said it doesn't say, okay, pass the candle. Tell, we're not all equal here. The chinuch is not me telling, okay, light it. You light. Okay, your turn. Your turn. No, no, no. I'm lighting on behalf of every single person in the house. Every person is going to watch me and the hislavas that I put into it, the enthusiasm, the love, the, the chavivas, as the Ram says, ner mitzvah chanukah is. says, ner chanukah mitzvah chavivah yad ma'id. They're going to watch me have a geshmak in doing the mitzvah ner chanukah. And they don't get to light themselves. They'll want to light when they come, when they become Balabatim themselves, because they'll remember how into it I was. And by example, I showed them how they are supposed to also 
light for their house. And that's the mitzvah of Chinuch, according to the Rambam. And it's interesting, if you look in the Rambam in Hilchas Chanukah, Paragimel Gimel, he says the he says the Lushen about lighting the candle. He says Shneiros Amenayra, the lighting of the candle Amenayra, and this is his. These are his three words: Laharais Ulagalis Hanes. Same Lushen that the Rambam uses by Hilchas Chametz Matzah. Chayavadim Laharis has Atzmekilo Yatzim Mitzrayim. He uses the exact same Lushen here that the Chiv of Neiros Chanukah is Laharis. You have to show, you have to demonstrate through your hadlaka the nace. You have to mefaris in the nace for the anshe beiseh, for the people in the street, whoever's watching me, but I have to be, I have to demonstrate it myself. I don't pass the baton over to other people. Now it's the night of chinuch. Chinuch means that all eyes are on me as the balabayas, and you're going to show, you're going to see by example how I do my mitzvah, and how I take it seriously, and Mimela, someday you, when you become a Balabayas, you will do the same exact thing, because you, are, you have seen firsthand how your father did it. And that's, the, that's, I believe, the Yisaid, Alpimach Shavah, and the Rambam, and why he says this unusual halacha, which Pashas the Ramah is right, everybody should have their own opportunities, their own mitzvah, everybody could get excited by doing their own menayra, by lighting their own menayra, but the Ram Shita is in chinuch, it would be, it would be lacking. I once had a, I just I had a, a, an ani coming to my door once, and um, I don't always, uh, whatever, I don't know, I don't want you to get the impression that I let every single person come into my house and I give everybody, but there, there were some kufa in my life, I don't know if I had more money or I had more time or whatever, but there was, I, I would let people come in and, you know, and, and give them something to eat and, and, you know, give them a check. So there was one guy who came in, he had all his pictures, and they bring, bring these albums of the pictures, and, you know, and, and I think it was Shlomo Zaman, he was a little boy at the time, and he was sitting on, and by the end, we gave him what to eat, and by the end of the, by like an hour later, Shlomo was sitting on his lap, looking at his, at his pictures and whatever, and, you know, and I gave him a nice check. And he, he told me something very interesting. He said that he once went to a very wealthy Gavir's house, and the Gavir opens the door and he says, you know, I I'm, I'm need money for this and this cause. So he says, no. He says, I, I give my miser to my Rav. My Rav, you know, I give him full discretion to decide which tzedakahs are worthy, which are not worthy. He could give it whoever he wants. I give him a check at the end of the year, every year of miser, and he has full discretion, and that way I don't have to deal with it, I don't have anyone coming into my house, I don't have to worry about who is appropriate to give to, who is not, I don't know, I don't have to, my rub takes care of it, and that's all. And, you know, so I gave him like a face, like, you know, that I'm not happy with what he's saying. He says, are you telling me that I'm doing something wrong? He says, I'm giving tzedakah, just like everybody else, and I, you know, in Shemaim they know I gave to, I gave my sir, and uh, what, why are you giving me a dirty look? Like, what did I do wrong? What, what, what's the time? He says, no. He says, the mitzvah of tzedakah, you are mekayim. He says, but you were not mekayim the mitzvah of chinuch. You're not mekayim the mitzvah of chinuch. He says, chinuch means that your children are watching how you treat an ani come to the door. Do you slam the, you slam the door in his face, or even worse, don't bother... I don't know, worse, but like, worse, you look in the cameras and you see it's a tzedakah, and you scream, tzedakah, don't get it! You know, which, which is it? Do you, do you, and the kids are watching, 
and they know full well whether or not you, you know, you enjoy giving, whether you're generous in your giving, how after you leave, how it makes you feel, how it makes you look. And these are, this is chinuch. Chinuch you don't have. You're making the mitzvah tzedakah to a T, but chinuch you failed at. Because the main chinuch is not what you're learning at the table, you know, in terms of, okay, the mitzvah tzedakah is this, and the mitzvah of Shabbos is that, and the mitzvah of Limit is this. They don't want to know what the halach is. They want to know what their father is doing, halach la And they are observing all the time. They know whatever you're doing, and they know whatever you're not doing. They're always staring, they're always judging, they're always examining, and it's a frightening thing. It's a frightening thing. Um... But this is, this is what Chinuch is all about. And Chanukah is a time to think about these things and to sort of um, try to understand the importance of doing things the right way. First of all, because it's the right thing to do. You know, independent of children and no children, when we're buffering, we also have to do uh, everything the right way because the Rebbein Shalom wants us to. But the mitzvah of Chinuch is one that really puts an extra emphasis, an extra achrayas on the father, on the, on the head of the household, to do things right, to do things neichach, to do things with a passion, with a fire, because that's what chinuch is. Chinuch is not preaching, it's teaching by example. Heard a good quote, chinuch is not taught, it's caught. You catch chinuch. A child catches it by osmosis. They they live it and they breathe it because they saw their father doing it in a certain way. And if you have that, great. If you don't, then you've got to be mechanach yourself. But in any event, when you have children, you have a, an opportunity of a lifetime to give over to them whatever it is that you're supposed to, but again, only by doing it the right way yourself. The famous uh, thing that Ramesha said a thousand times, Ramesha finds his famous idea is that the reason why so many Jews in America went off the derech, and there's millions of Jews that are on college campuses and beyond that are totally not Shemitah mitzvahs in America, because the father used to, the, the people, the first generation Yidin that came off the boat, used to keep the mitzvahs. They kept Shabbos, and they kept, like we all hear the stories, the legends about how they would take a job on Sunday morning, Monday morning, and they would get fired on Friday, and they would have to get a new job the next week, and the pink slips that they had that decorated their sukkahs. We hear these beautiful stories, but they used to say, it's a yid. their attitude was, it's so hard, and the kids heard it. Kids heard it. Oh, they, so Tati says it's, hey, where do I need this from? I'm in America. I'm in the land of Coca-Cola and, and drive-through movies. And, you know, and, and uh, what, do I, what do I need this for? I, I, need, I need a Schwerke. My father, Melo, he, he grew up in Europe. He's an old-timer. So he has to do this for traditional reasons. But I don't need to do this. I don't want to do something. I want to do something that's fun, that's interesting, that's geschmack. And so they just threw it away. That's the importance of Chinuch. Chinuch is to be able to show your children the positive, the beauty of, of, of Tyre Mitzvahs. There's a cute story about a, a Shabbos party of little kids in, in Belgium. And, um, you know, so every week there's a Shabbos Abba and a Shabbos Ima. And, you know, they have wine, grape juice and, uh, and chalas. And, they, and um, so every week it's another Abba, another Ima, and the Abba gets a hat or whatever. And um, so this kid sits down at the head of the table. All the little kids are around. They're the, the children. And he sits down and he, uh, he opens up his belt buckle. And he says, 
in Yiddish it says, I was this a crazy hard week. <laughs> where did he get this from? Because that's the minute of Yisrael Biyadena. That's what his father did. Every week he sat there, he opened up his belt buckle, and he, say, he starts complaining about how crazy the week was. And so I, the male, that's what the kid does. And I heard the story that he fell asleep right away on the table. Because <laughs> that's what his father did. <laughs> so that is, that, that's the aside of, of Chinuch. Chinuch is very, uh, it's a beautiful thing, Chinuch, but it's not taught. It's, it's, uh, it's to be able to show, by example, a haris. And that's the Ramam Shita, and perhaps that's the explanation in why Hanukkah, which is the, the, the Chag of Chinuch, the Ramam's unusual Shita is that the Balabayas takes the candle in hand, and he doesn't stop until it's over, because that is the way that he could show and demonstrate his passion for being Mechanich, uh, the Neiros, and by extension being Mechanich, all of the Kindalach and the Bnei Beisai in his home.